This week on Let's Talk About Mental Health, I'm talking about finding your identity in spite of mental illness and living authentically. So let's get talking. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast about mental health and well-being hosted by Jeremy Godwin. Let's talk about mental health, because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast about improving your mental health and well-being. I'm Jeremy Godwin. Thank you for joining me. Let me ask you, who are you? What do you stand for? What do you want out of life? What do you want to be known for? This week I'm getting into a pretty big and somewhat philosophical topic because I'm talking about identity. However, this isn't going to be just some random theoretical discussion that will make your head explode, don't worry. Instead, I'm going to be exploring how mental health challenges can impact on our sense of identity and looking at how you can integrate your experiences into your way of being so that you can then live as authentically as possible. So, let's talk. I chose to talk about the topic of identity this week because we spend so much of our time moving through this life and through this world, not necessarily stopping and thinking about who we are and what we stand for and what it means for us. So identity is about how you define yourself and how your different characteristics add up to create your overall perception of yourself. Now, We've been, as a human race, we've been fascinated by our own ability to think for millennia. And I'm just going to do a tiny bit of philosophy here before I get back into the main part of the content. So bear with me, it's like 30 seconds. The 17th century French philosopher René Descartes summed it up beautifully when he wrote, I think, therefore I am. And what you think about yourself is an enormous part of your identity. And we have the ability to shape our lives for the better by taking the time to understand who we really are as individuals and then making decisions that allow us to live authentically. Our identity plays a huge role in our mental health because it's about our ability to both understand who we are and how satisfied we are with who we are. Our identity is both internal and external. It's just as influenced by our core values and beliefs as it is by social and cultural constructs, which may not always be in complete alignment with who we think we should be or who we want to be. Pretty much all of mental health comes back to identity in some shape or form. Self-conception, self-esteem, self-belief, self-actualization, and social identity are all terms that you'll come across throughout pretty much every school of psychological thought. Well, except maybe for behaviorism, which focuses more on conditioning and behavior patterns, but that's a debate for another day. Over the years, many researchers have theorized that injuries to our self-worth or identity may actually serve as signs of mental health issues. And that opens up a whole chicken or egg discussion that I think I'll avoid here completely. What I'm trying to say is what you think about yourself and your place in the world will have a direct impact on how you experience this thing that we call life. Being able to identify and challenge those things that threaten our sense of who we are and how we fit into the world is what matters most, because that's what allows us to live truthfully. For those of us who experience or have experienced or are experiencing mental illness, it can negatively impact on your identity. And that happens both due to internal and external factors. 
So from an internal perspective, it's, you know, our self-belief and our self-confidence. And then externally, it's stuff like stigma and social shame and all that sort of thing. But if mental illness is part of your reality, then the challenge is to learn how to integrate it into your identity. Life is about the good, the bad, and the ugly, not just the happy, shiny stuff. And so we have this extra challenge of needing to find ways to accept what's happening without letting it take complete control over us. And I'll talk through some how-to points on that shortly. For anyone dealing with mental health issues, you are not just one thing. Which means if you are dealing with mental health issues, you are not your condition. Your condition is one aspect of your life experience and it is something to learn from. Mental illness can actually be a catalyst for us to examine our lives and our identities closely and to figure out what really matters so that we can then make changes where we need to. And so in that respect, it can have a silver lining. I mean, look, I'm sure that if we were given a choice in the matter, most of us would choose not to have to deal with mental health issues. But the reality is that if you have a condition like anxiety or depression, then you need to find a way to adapt. Otherwise, you'll spend the rest of your life fighting a battle that you can never win. Now, when we talk about identity, one of the common things that pops up is identity crisis. And major events in our life can trigger an identity crisis. And I went through a bit of that myself lately with everything that's been going on. And I'm going to be very upfront and honest and say that I I very nearly walked away from doing Let's Talk About Mental Health. And I'll revisit that a little bit later in this episode by sharing some ideas around how to tackle an identity crisis that worked for me. However, my point here is that dealing with mental health issues is, for a lot of us, a pretty major event. And so I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect that it would have an effect on your sense of identity. Because mental illness can make you question who you are and what you're doing. But then it's up to each of us to look at how we integrate those experiences into who we are rather than fighting them. Now, I'm not saying that you just give in to mental illness and spend the rest of your life in bed eating bonbons while you watch daytime soap operas, but you can't change having mental health issues just by wishing them away. If you have a condition like depression or anxiety, then it is what it is. And so rather than fighting it, we need to find ways to live with it so that we can start to work with it and then with time, overcome it. Let me just make a comment here about that it is what it is saying, because I know some people can use it in a negative or a bit of a sort of derogatory context. If any of you have seen the recent Jerry Seinfeld stand-up special on Netflix, then you'll know that he had a particularly strong reaction to that saying. It is what it is, is not about just putting up your hands and giving up. Nor is it a means of just telling yourself or someone else to shut up and get on with it, even though it often gets used that way. The saying, it is what it is, is actually about acceptance. In other words, accepting that things are as they are and the past cannot be changed. So no amount of wishing will change the current reality. And so therefore, we only ever have three choices for what we do from here. Number one, we accept things exactly as they are. Number two, we change things if we have the power to change them. And I've said before, we can only ever really change those things we have direct control over, which is our words, our actions, and our feelings. Or number three, we let go. For example, I have anxiety, and so I've had to learn how to integrate that reality into my identity so that I can then make life decisions that are in my best interests. 
Now that means that I've had to make changes in lots of different aspects of my life, such as finding ways to explain what I experience to people and then asking for their support when I need it. And that doesn't mean that I'm giving in to the anxiety, but it does mean that I'm continuing to adapt to its impacts on my day-to-day life, at the same time as I'm continuing to work on longer-term strategies like mindfulness and gratitude practice that are working to reduce my anxiety over time. I think if we're really honest with ourselves, part of the challenge around self-identity and mental health is that we have this social pressure to be normal, but there is no normal. We're all individuals on this planet, and we each experience this life in our own unique way. And every single person has value and something positive to contribute to the world. So if you're dealing with mental health challenges, then maybe that's just part of your story, part of your journey. And it's up to you to work out how to harness it to produce something positive, no matter how small. Remember just how many people are dealing with mental health challenges around the world. Depending on which country you're in, it's generally one in four or one in five are experiencing a mental health issue at any given time. And there are estimates that at least 45% of us will experience a mental health issue at some point in our lives. And those numbers are expected to increase due to the economic, social and health impacts of COVID-19. So you're not alone and you have nothing to be ashamed of. Just as you wouldn't be ashamed if you broke your leg, a physical injury is no different to a mental injury. We need to stop the stigma and the identity issues around accepting mental illness. And with all of that in mind, let's get into the how-to part of this week's topic, because I think that I'm probably being a bit philosophical, to be honest, talking about the identity stuff. So let's talk about general things around being clear and integrating your sense of self and your identity and your mental health challenges together. Identity is a really personal thing, so I'm not going to sit here and give you step-by-step actions to follow, but more of a few general things to consider about identity and how it relates to your mental health and well-being. The first is to be absolutely clear about who you are and what makes you, you. I talk about self-awareness and reflection a lot in this program, and I've, I've done an episode about reflection before, and I do that for good reason. Because your mental health is directly related to everything that goes on inside your head. So it's important to have real clarity around who you are, especially when your mind might be trying to convince you of things about yourself that just aren't true. Because it can be a tricky little bugger and it will do that sometimes. Know your strengths and build on them. And know the things that are your development opportunities and either address them if they're in your control, accept them as they are, or let them go. And that leads into my second point, which is be flexible and willing to grow. Remember that you are never the same you that you were yesterday, nor will you be the same you tomorrow. We all change and we all grow. So be flexible about adapting your sense of identity in order to make the most out of all of the opportunities that life presents us along the way. And if that means that you have to let go of old beliefs that no longer serve you, do so with grace and be grateful that you're a human who is capable of free thought and the ability to grow. Further to what I said before about understanding who you are and knowing what makes you, you, take the time to really know who you are and who you are not. Sometimes being completely in touch with what you don't like or what doesn't serve you can be just as important as knowing what you do like. Because it can help you to then make life decisions that are in your best long-term interests. 
So for example, I've discussed previously in this podcast that while I'm good at managing people, and I did for many years in the corporate sector, and I worked really hard to get into management, it turns out that managing people is not good for me. Having to juggle all of those expectations and delivering consistent results, and then also having to discipline people and even terminate them sometimes, no, no thank you, not for me anymore. And all of that stuff even just talking about it sets off my anxiety because I know who I am. I struggle with perfectionism. So when I was working in those types of roles, good results were never good enough. And so I was always after more, more, more. And I take on far too many things at once. And then the people management side of it was just awful because I'd find myself up all night worrying and feeling sick about dealing with disciplinary stuff. And you can't avoid it when you're a manager. So You need to really understand who you are and who you are not so that you can then make life decisions that are right for you. Don't try to be something that you're not or something that feels wrong to you. In the words of the great Oscar Wilde, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Speaking of being yourself, there is no right type of personality. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or an introverted extrovert or a whatever really doesn't matter. What matters is what kind of person you are. Do you treat others and yourself with kindness? Do you focus on doing no harm to others or to yourself? Do you respect everybody's right to equality and the freedom to live their life however they like, provided it does no harm? That's what matters. So what's important for all of us when we think about identity is to get back to basics. Take the time to build and maintain a very clear sense of identity around the core principles of kindness to yourself and to others, non-judgment and acceptance, and that's of yourself as well as of others. Like I always say, if it doesn't harm anyone, then you do what you do and let others do what they do. That's what really matters. So don't worry about whether you're an introvert who wants to be more extroverted or whatever. Just be you. But set a clear foundation built on fundamental basics of kindness, fairness, non-judgment and acceptance. And then from that point, set realistic expectations for yourself and others. Do you really need to have the so-called perfect life? Do you really need 3 million followers on Instagram to be happy? No. I think that for each of us, having a clear sense of identity, really knowing who we are and who we aren't, and then making better life decisions accordingly, are the keys to greater satisfaction. Because when you do that, you begin to make choices that are less about making your bank balance bigger, or your ego, and more about making your soul sing, which is such a nicer way to live. That flows into my next point, which is to choose your mindset. Now, you can't just wake up in the morning and choose to be happy and expect that you're going to be happy all day long because shit will happen throughout the day. But you can choose to look for the positives and be optimistic that even when you feel shitty, things can and will get better. Does that make sense? Look, I have days when I wake up feeling anxious or just downright depressed, and no amount of telling me to snap out of it is ever going to do anything other than piss me off. However, I know that no feeling lasts forever. And that's something I talked about back in episode 28, feelings. And so knowing that I have these days sometimes where I'm not feeling great and that it's just one part of my life experience rather than being my entire identity 
gives me the context that I need and gives me the the ability to put one foot in front of the other without getting sunk down into the negative stuff. And then my final thing for you to consider about identity and how it relates to mental health and well-being is don't let your identity be controlled by what other people think of you. If we were all the same, this would be the most boring world to live in. And this point kind of comes back to those earlier ones about normal and perfection. No matter who you are and what you do, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like you. Back in episode 21, I talked about opinions, and I shared that infamous quote from Dita Von Tees, who said, You can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be somebody who hates peaches. And you know, identity is such a personal thing, so I think for all of us, it's just a case of you do you. Don't be controlled by what other people think of you. If you're not doing any harm to others or to yourself, go for it. We don't need to change who we are just to fit in with people who are probably never going to fully accept us anyway. That's on them. That's not got anything to do with you. Live your truth and be true to yourself. Now, I mentioned before about the joy of the identity crisis, and I just want to spend a few minutes on that. An identity crisis can happen when you find yourself questioning who you are and even maybe what you're doing with your life, or you might be questioning your values and beliefs. It can be really confronting and confusing to deal with, especially the longer it goes on for. And it can often be triggered by major events like grief or loss, aging, losing a job, or other big changes in your life or big events such as, oh, I don't know, a major global pandemic perhaps. I am not embarrassed to admit that I went through my own identity crisis quite recently, which is part of what led me to take a break from Let's Talk About Mental Health back in April. I needed to take some time out to deal with everything that was going on at home and in the world. And I was struggling and dealing with all of that. And then after my cat died, I started questioning everything that I was doing. And I nearly walked away from this podcast completely because my heart just wasn't in it anymore. Even though I love what I do and it feels really rewarding, especially whenever one of you reaches out to me to tell me about the positive impact that the show's had on you. The thing is that when we're dealing with a crisis or traumatic event, it can make us question absolutely everything, which I certainly did. And the challenge becomes tempering any desire to make rash changes until you've had plenty of time for the dust to settle so that you can then make rational decisions. For me, once I was feeling more rational after a few weeks, I very quickly realized that it wasn't a case of my heart not being in it anymore with this podcast, but it actually was that I was heartbroken and deeply grieving. And so I needed to ground myself in things that make me feel fulfilled, such as the work that I do with Let's Talk About Mental Health. And now that I've been back for a few episodes, I'm completely relieved that I didn't make any sudden decisions and stop the podcast. Because this work actually helps me just as much as it helps those of you who enjoy the show. And so that's actually a part of my identity and it's something I'm enormously grateful for. And so if you do ever find yourself facing an identity crisis, there's a few things that I would recommend that you do. The first is take some time out to reflect on what you're feeling and why. And while you're doing that, commit to not making any sudden changes. And then if you are thinking of making changes... Make a list of the things that you're feeling as well as what changes you're thinking about making and then write down the pros and cons of any potential changes and then just leave it for a day or two, then come back to it and do it again. 
Do this two or three times over the space of a week or two and see if your thinking has changed at all before you even consider proceeding. I did this with a few things, including this podcast, and I found that once I had gotten to the second and third round, my thinking was less emotional and more rational, and that resulted in very different perspectives, obviously, because I came back to let's talk about mental health, and I'm now feeling very satisfied with my decision to return to this work. So if you do find that your perspective is changing or that you're hankering after a change, consider trying something new instead of making massive changes. The big risk with knee-jerk reactions is that we can end up throwing away things in our lives without giving them serious consideration first. So instead of just suddenly changing, you know, or walking away from something, a relationship or a job or a situation, Before you jump into action, why not try something new for a bit and see if that helps to inspire you. Take up a new hobby, make a new friend, join a group, do some volunteering, whatever works for you. My grandmother often used to say, a change is as good as a holiday, and sometimes it can be exactly what we need to just let in some fresh air so that we can breathe a bit more clearly. Let me just temper that and say, if you're in a situation that is threatening to your physical or mental health, then that's a totally different story. And that's not what I'm talking about with identity crisis. That is something that you need to treat very seriously and make the changes that you need to make. But in terms of identity crisis, where you're questioning things, you're not sure about where you're headed and whether you should continue heading in that direction, I would encourage you as my fourth point to consider what grounds you and to look at how you can incorporate more of that stuff into your life to help tackle the things that you might be finding challenging or that you're feeling less enthusiastic about. And then my fifth and final point on dealing with an identity crisis should come as absolutely no surprise to anybody who's listened to any episode of this podcast in the past, talk to someone. Chatting with a friend or a loved one or speaking to a counsellor or therapist can really make things much clearer. And often it's a case of getting things off your chest in order to help you just process how you're really feeling. So talk to someone. I'll include a link in the transcript to an article from Healthline which talks about dealing with an identity crisis. So if you're interested, have a read. You can find the transcript at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash episodes under episode 30, Identity. I've talked about a lot of stuff today, but when it comes to identity, what it all boils down to is this. You are not your condition or conditions. It is simply part of your life experience. It is not your entire identity. Your identity is all of you. Every favourite song and bad joke and questionable hairstyle decision. You're never just one thing. You're also a person, someone's child, someone's sibling, someone's cousin, someone's niece or nephew, someone's friend, someone's partner, someone's parent, someone's pet parent, someone's neighbour. You're that person who likes to write or read or sing or dance or share your passion for obscure 1980s memorabilia or knit or paint or a thousand different things that combine together to make you the unique person that you are. Your condition is just one tiny aspect of you. It does not define you and it certainly does not control you. Know who you are and be you, all of you, not just the part of you that has some mental health challenges to deal with. You are whatever you believe you are, so choose to believe in the positive and in the limitless potential inside of you, and in the authenticity that comes by being completely true to yourself. 
I'm going to finish up today with a quote that I'd like to encourage you to reflect on and think about what it means for you. This week's quote is from the philosopher Epictetus, and it is, Know first who you are, and then adorn yourself accordingly. Let me repeat that. Know first who you are, and then adorn yourself accordingly. Alright, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, I'll be talking about mindset. I'll be talking about how the way that you look at things impacts on your mental health and well-being. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Monday morning in Australia and New Zealand, Sunday evening in the UK and Ireland, and Sunday afternoon in the USA and Canada. You can find past episodes and additional content at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. That's letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. You can find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at LTA Mental Health. That's at LTA Mental Health. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. <laughs>